Hey, this is Lucas. I know how we said back in September that we were going to be doing two episodes for October and Halloween month, but due to some technical issues, the latter half of our bonus episode this week, which was uh, going to be Anaconda, could not be released or it couldn't be salvaged. We There was no talking. You could barely hear us. And we wanted to, you know, try to put out the best quality episodes we can. So we're going to re-record the latter half this coming week. So you're going to get three episodes in the week of um, the 14th, the Friday. You're going to get three episodes on the 14th. And that's going to be Grizzly 2 Revenge, Anaconda, and The Town That Dreaded Sundown. Those are going to be the three Halloween episodes. And we just wanted to be accountable and, you know, be people of our word. And we are just trying to be upfront that we can't salvage what happened today. So please enjoy this episode. And we hope that you will enjoy the three we put out next week. And then after that, once again, just two episodes every week until the end of October. And we hope you enjoy. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Why Are We Doing This? A podcast where we discuss and dissect some of the worst movies we can find. My name is Lucas Dougherty. We are very tickled pink, tickled mannequin, tickled blue, because this movie really made me sad, but tickled tourist trap. This pickled me. This week we watched Tourist Trap, Uh, but before we get into that, remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, Google Podcasts is still not patched up because whoever's running Google Podcasts sure has their head up their ass. Uh, if you don't pardon my saying, but I will definitely be looking more into that in coming weeks. So just, just find another podcast platform for us, please. There's literally a million of them and I'm sure we're on 500,000 of those million. Uh, So I think we're even on, no, we're not on Amazon Music, but we're on Spotify, we're on CastBox, we're on Apple Podcasts, (laughs) Apple Podcasts, we're on CastBox. So just take a listen there if you can't get us on Google Podcasts. And it might say something like this episode, it'll show our episodes as they come out, but it'll say you can't play them. And that's a whole other thing i just I need to look more into. So please just find another way if you are desperate to listen to us, as I know you are. Of course they are. This movie's in like the same vein as, and you're gonna laugh at me, but I found whatever happened to Baby Jane and this movie scarier than like Friday the thirteenth. Because it's like this movie is very sad. It's weird. It's about a sad old man who kills people and turns them into wax figures. It's sad. Whatever happened to Baby Jane, some sad alcoholic woman is mentally disturbed by her sister who's... If anyone hasn't seen Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, stop what you're doing. Turn us off. Go get the DVD because it's not streaming anywhere. Dinner? I will... I'll make this whole podcast about Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, but we didn't watch that this week because that's a good movie. Oscar, what well, that bitch Anne Bancroft? No, I love Anne Bancroft. Don't come first of all, Anne Bancroft was in it. She was in. She took the Oscar from Betty Davis, who 
obviously deserved it. I love Anne Bancroft, though. Don't think I'm coming at her. But she was very good in the Miracle Worker, but Betty Davis was better in Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. And that was just so sad because she's just so mentally disturbed. And, you know, she's clinging on to her fame, you know. It's very sad. This movie, I also thought, was very, very sad. You thought it was a steaming pile of weird shit. Yes. But I thought it was very sad. And that is my feelings on this. I gave it a two from the start. Because I tried to give every movie a two. Because I feel like a one is like, I know about <laughs> it. I know it's shit. Like, it's notoriously shit. Like, Food Fight, I gave like a one. Because it's shit. Still held up as shit. This was... I've rewatched this. So, okay. So it opens up with a gentleman rolling a tire down the road. Um, uh, he's has an open pink shirt, and he's like sunglasses, bucket hat, you know, uh, rolling a tire down the road. I said this is 1979 already, right? And he makes it to this rinky-dink place. Did not look like Slauson. And didn't look like it was open because I said, "How stupid can you get? You're going into a place that's closed." Like, why did you go? (laughs) Why did you go in there? He he goes into this, like, it looks like a, looks like, you know that Teal Coney Island on E-Course? You know the one I'm talking about by the auto parts place? By the McDonald's? Oh, Rose's place? Yeah, doesn't it look like that building? It was teal and boxy. So he walks (laughs) into this. Except Joe's a little bit taller. Yes, a little bit. So he walks into this diner, right? I thought it was a gas station. I thought it was a, a diner. I thought it was a gas station. And then he... Could be a diner. I didn't see no gas pumps. But. He goes into the back room, like most people do. Yeah. And this was... Okay. I actually found a lot of this movie unsettling. I thought the dialogue and the acting from the main characters was not good. But I thought a lot of this, the uh, mannequin work and the score and the overall plot was very unsettling. Well, first of all, I have a question. Yeah. Why is it every scary movie we watch that people are so fucking stupid? Because you're watching bad movies. Well, it doesn't matter. Even good ones are fucking stupid. How can you be in a, like, first of all, if I'm rolling a tire, boom, 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 down the road, there's no fucking way I'm going in a building that's falling apart. Definitely nobody's fucking there. Why would I go in there? (laughs) I don't know. Like, you have no brains? They might not. I mean, I'm not dumb, but I mean, you know, I would not do that. That's just fucking stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not the smartest, but I'm sure not fucking dumb or stupid like that. I mean, in good... Oh, let's go in that empty building, because it looks all scary, and there's going to be something that can help me fix my tire. Ooh, ooh. In, like, okay, in good horror movies, like... For instance, even, you're right, they do it, in, even in good horror movies, they do that. In Hereditary, did you see Hereditary? That movie made me cry, that's how scared I was. But the kid, Alex, goes, in, spoilers for Hereditary coming up, because it's a very spoilery movie. He, it's a whole, you know, big cult reveal at the end, it's a whole fucking cult. And he hears, like, chanting from the, his treehouse, and I, the whole time, I have, like, my blanket over my face, like, don't fucking go in there. Of course, he goes up to his treehouse. What? You'd have to watch the movie to understand what's up there. But it's a whole lot of shit that he should not have seen up there. And, I mean, it, you're right. Even in good horror movies. 
but he goes into this diner, gas station, roadside stop, which, okay, does Slauzen have control over all the tiny roadside places in this stretch of road? I have no idea. I mean, I think he's just, like, in the background. I mean, he has to be close if he's using telepathic ways to do things. Telekinetic, whatever. So, this was unsettling. I actually thought it was unsettling. He goes into the bathroom, he opens the door, this pop, like mannequin pops up, and its head's like wobbling around on like a on a loose, it's loose on the neck. And it's like smeared lipstick and a big, gross wig. Oh, speaking of wigs, I don't know if she wore them, but when I think of Dolly Parton, I think of other ladies of country, and I think of Loretta Lynn. Rest in peace, I don't think she wore wigs. I don't think she did either, but just a connection. Just a whole Because they did an album together, Loretta Lynn and Dolly Parton, right? I'm sure sure. in the course they worked on something together. Right. Didn't she, who did she do the, no, that was with, shit. Who'd she do that? She did that with Linda Ronstant. You know who I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. Who was the other one? Betty Lou. Harris? Harry. Emmy Lou Harris. Emmy, Emmy Lou Harris. That's good. Here we go. Working together. And then out of the, like a closet, comes a puppet that's not as scary as the other ones because it has like very cartoony facial features. Yes. Looks like a Scooby Doo villain. Um, and it's laughing. And he picks up this inexplicable metal bar from the ground, Woody. We find out his name is Woody. And he's like, um, you know, waving at him. And then. Uh, the kinetic telekinetic it locks the doors locks locks the doors it locks locks the windows and then it takes the bar from his hand and like throws it at the wall and this was the the coolest death in the movie it was fucking awesome like I couldn't come up with something this cool or inventive the telekinetic powers throw the pipe through Woody through the wall and then this is the best part like a syrup spout Blood just trickles out. Oh, it's so cool. And then we see it's Tourist Trap. Dun, dun, dun. Starring Chuck Connors. Dun, 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 it is the best. I digress. Now we see a group of friends traveling down a road in an ugly car. It is an it's ugly like, car. It's like a Jeep. It's fucking ugly. And it's Jerry, Molly, who's dressed like one of the children of the corn, so we know she's a virgin and she's going to live. Becky. Becky, and then on the side of the road is Eileen. her other friend, Eileen. Eileen. Is this like, were they going to the same place or was this a chance meeting? I they I think they might have been going to the same place. Um, because they all knew each other. They had to be going to the same place, and yeah. So they pick up. I mean, I don't like I don't stop at the side of the road, but even if I did, there's not very many people. I am like, oh, there's Joe Blow. I've known him for twenty years. Oh, <laughs> they 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 pick up Eileen, and they go to they go skinny dipping, which. We watched the uncut version. Virgin. Virgin. We watched the uncut. <laughs> Jesus, not the uncut version. We watched the uncut. Yeah, virgin. no virgins were cut in this movie. 
or oh my god but I yeah they went swimming in the cesspool <laughs> we watched that version for more gore and nudity right not yeah. for nudity as much but for more gore and for more swearing like maybe they yeah, there was computers. a golly gee are you good chuck connor said horror Horn around. He talked like Lucas McCain in this movie. Yeah. He said, "Oughtn't you oughtn't to do that?" that they were horn, and they were horn. They were horn in my house. Behind my back, that, my own house. house. So I had a legal right. <laughs> so he has just this, and then Chuck Connors on top of being a Dutch boy paint haircut he, he wears coveralls his, he has a dutch boy paint haircut and he wears and coveralls wears coveralls and a big cowboy hat carries a shotgun he's basically the rifleman gone he's country <laughs> he's bumpkin rifleman we've gone country uh i think that he's farmer vincent fritter's cousin this is a theory we'll explore another day except he's taller taller he's six six i learned yes he is he's i knew that huge. i knew that So he like takes them back to his farmer Vincent Fritter's roadside attraction. His museum slaughters Salson. Salson. like Clausen. Slauson. Not Clausen, Slauson. You were calling him Dawson. That's not Dawson, it's Slauson. Oh, is that Clausen? Weird. Well, people talked right, they wouldn't have that problem. His oh yeah. His accent is a Paul Cerrone accent because he goes from like, hi, y'all. And then he does his normal Chuck Connors voice. And then he does his like Scooby-Doo villain voice like, you're such a pretty girl, right? Mm-hmm. And he just does all these, oh, it's fucking weird. Not my rifleman. And so he takes them back to um, his cabinet of curiosity and he's like showing him he has all these wax figures as soon as they because he has one of his wife what? who looks like it looks like a loretta lynn kind of because she has the big brown hair and she's in like a sheer white dolly parton get up and um you know he's like this is my wife ain't she pretty and then they touch her and as soon as they said this line i knew one of the plots of the movie, he said, um, Molly says, it feels so lifelike they must have used special rubber. And I said, I bet they are real people like in House of Wax. And yes, they are. So he <clears throat> tells him not to leave the house. Tells him not to leave the store. Because him, a big, like a, him and Jerry are going to go fix the tire. Him and Jerry are going to go fix the tire. Davey lives out there. Davey Crockett. Davey he's Crockett. out there because he doesn't live long with General Coaster. He's super weird and awkward. He's almost... Oh, shit. You remember that Criminal Minds where the guy's the ventriloquist? Yes. He's like that, almost. like. Oh, the marionette guy? Yeah, marionette guy. He's like that. He's like delusional, but is good at what he does, which is turning people into... They look like real mannequins. Yeah, they, they did. Were. But they look like real mannequins, and that's... He's good at... He's like the... And he's super awkward and like socially inept. Like, oh, you know that Davy Crockett lives out there. He's my bro- uh, he doesn't get along with General Custer because he has all these historical. He's like right. a Native American. And then his brother left him to go work in the wax museum in the big city. Yeah, like probably at Madame 
Because that's why he don't get no business, because they built that highway going to the big city. And that's exactly how he talks. In Rifleman, he's he's like the educated person in the town. He's like the one guy who knows, who went to like school. He's like, you know, somewhat. I have to scratch my Someone get my <laughs> So, he, um, he's, Sorry. He what does he do? He takes Jerry out to fix the tire, and as soon as he leaves, Eileen says, says, "I want to go out to see if Woody's in that house." And she goes out because there's all these like historical wax things in the museum. I forgot to say that there's like a Native American, there's a Confederate soldier, there's Custer. I think Abraham Lincoln was one of them. Right. Some, like, there's just, shooters, there's you know, a bunch of them. Jesse James. Oh, and Wild Bill Hook. Yeah, that, Wild was Bill. A, that was the shooter. So Eileen goes out there. And this is something that drives me insane about Eileen's character. And characters like this in horror movies where they're like free spirits. Like, I like the the Rob Zombie Firefly movies with, you know, House of Thousand Corpses and that. But Baby, Cherry Moon Zombie, drives me fucking off the wall, because she's exactly like this. When they go into somewhere, they take something, an article of clothing. You notice that? Mm-hmm. Baby, when she goes, in the last one, she goes to someone's house, in the last one, Three from Hell. And she takes, like, a big Indian headdress, and, like, I just, that drives me insane. That's someone else's shit that just drives me insane, because Elaine, Eileen, Eileen grabs, like, a, um, like, a shawl. Sure. Yeah. Like a shawl, and then in the she get, makes it into this humongous, nice house, and she grabs a scarf and ties it around her neck. Big mistake, Dick. because this was really scary too. She's in this whole room full of mannequins, and they look like the ones he just doesn't display all the time. That's that's my reasoning. But they one of them moves their eyes. I said, no fucking way, I'm done. And then she sits down. She doesn't sit down. She's standing up, looking at something, and then the door busts open. There's someone in a nasty, scary, gross wax mask. And they look at her with big, wide eyes. She has to sit down. Well, they then cherry moves the chair. moves under her. And then it grabs her. Scarf. The telekinetic powers choke her to death with her own. It's not hers. Someone's scarf. And she's dead. And we just hear. I said, said, strangled by your own scarf. You're a mannequin. Yeah, she's getting turned into a mannequin. I said Becky's next. Yeah, Becky's next. Well, is she? Yes. Well, canonically, no, no, because technically the, the the motorist is next. Yeah, the motorist. She's out of the main player. She's right. Next. So, um, what is this? So then. And then after that, I go. This is too weird for me. So then McCain, Lucas McCain, goes out. And he's looking around, you know, because um, he goes back to the store and he's like, where's Eileen, right? And they don't ask where Jerry is. That's just, I really like this movie, but to enjoy it, you have to look over. Humongous plot holes, like, why wouldn't they ask where their friend is? So he says, like, oh, where's Elaine? Jesus, Eileen. And they're like, she went out. He's like, I told her not to go. She... Chuck Connors comes back to the thing, and he's like, yes, where Eileen went. And they... They told her the big house. (laughs) 
Oh, big house. We're all going to big house. <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway. Big they, house. You know, you do, jail, the big house. I know. What was oh. that voice? <laughs> so they, so Chuck Connors goes out to find her, but he finds her mannequin body instead. And he's like, oh, my goodness. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. He said, this is too gruesome for me. And then, and then Becky goes out, and this was very. I thought I thought this. I just thought this whole movie was kind of disturbing. I just thought it was fucking weird. She goes into the house, and she. Oh, this was scary! Like I jumped at this. Um, she goes into the. You know, like the crawl space in my upstairs, mm-hmm. my TV. It looked like that. It looked like slanted ceiling and like insulation and shit. And she like goes in there. And there's all these mannequins on stands, and they start singing. They start like making notes, like I'm not gonna say. It's like, yeah, yeah, they're doing that, and she sees someone hunched over a table, like they're posed, like a mannequin, and she goes up to him, and then it makes like a, like a roller coaster sound, and it spins around, and it's that same person we saw kill Becky. I'm like, God, Eileen. And Becky gets crushed by all these mannequins, but she's not dead. She's just yeah. I, I said I wrote down death by mannequin. But she's not somehow dead. she survived. Right. But we next time we see her, she's tied up in a basement. Oh, it was so gross! It had a drip. It had a drip. I wanted out of that basement. It was gross. Well, and, but but after when those mannequins fell on her, mm-hmm. I. Was, are the mannequins getting sexual with Becky? It looked like, because their mouths were moving on her. They were still singing. And, and they were like, huh, huh. Yeah, that's how they, because some of them would go like, huh, huh. And then some people would go like, And that's what I wrote, I'm confused. So we see her, and she's tied up in the basement with Jerry, and an unnamed motorist. And this, this I think is where the, oh, and through this whole movie, um, Molly's just meandering around the store. Molly is such a dumb bitch. I wish. Yeah, but when he was in there and he was talking, you know, he was talking about his brother. I wrote, "Is this like good brother against bad brother?" I yeah, but this is where I think in the movie it went full Texas Chainsaw because did you see how he was dressed? Yes, because he had. Do you remember the dinner scene from Texas Chainsaw where? Because Leatherface has the big yeah. black hair and the painted mask and the black suit. Right. Exactly how um, the killer's dressed. And he's talking as if, like, you know, you're such a pretty girl. Like, kind yeah. of almost ghost face. Too bad voice. you have to die. Too bad you have to die. Yeah. And, oh, that was pretty good for my voices. That was pretty good. But he's, like, talking to, um, you know, you know why my brother makes me hide in this basement wear masks? And then everyone like shakes their head like, no, oh gee, why? They, they're they definitely not freaking out. Like They're like how Daphne reacts when she gets captured by a monster. They're just like, I guess dumb. this is... Because she's dumb. Yeah, she's dumb. But like if I got captured by her, I'd be sobbing like, please let me go, you know. But he said, because he makes me wear a mask because his wife too attractive. He didn't want us to sleep together. He says something like that, right? And then they're like, oh shit, you're attractive under that mask, right? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, I 
And then she starts plastering her face. Oh, that was that was disturbing. That was disturbing. Because he's talking to her. He's like, he's like slobbing. It looks like cream cheese or like whipped cream on her face. But apparently it was plaster. He goes, first I'm going to put this around your face. He almost has like a jigsaw. So like it's going to burn. Yeah. It's not going to feel any. It's not going to feel like anything. It's going to burn. You're not going to suffocate. Because your, your heart's going to because you're scared to death. Your heart's going to explode from fear. Yeah, from First fear. First thing, you put it over your eyes. You can't see anything. Your mouth. Then your mouth, you can't say anything. Then your nose. That's and what then she said. she starts freaking out, and she's lunging up. And oh, I felt so bad. It was awful. Like, it was, for 1979 horror movies, it was horrible. And she convulses, and she dies. She is dead. And that... And then that's oh, yes. when Molly decides to go outside. And Molly decides to go outside. And I said she's done like the rest of them. And she's like, flashlight. Hello? Is there anyone out there? Hello? Woody? Well, I said she's super stupid. I said she's super stupid because she ran, runs into the woods. And he, then we hear from a distance, it's like a whisper. Molly. And then out pops. It's like in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when she remember she's wheeling her mm-hmm. wheelchair brother and he pops from the bush. This movie is basically Texas Chainsaw, but with dolls. And then he pops out. He's chasing her down, and he's like, "Does he have a doll and a flashlight? He has something else in a flashlight." Oh, he's got that head. Oh, he's got Woody's head, head. and he's doing like a like a ventriloquist. Oh, he's doing Woody's voice. Hey, Molly, and she's like. And she, she climbs over a chain link fence and he's like, where are you going, little girl? And she runs away. And this was House of a Thousand Corpses. I swear to God. This movie's like every horror movie. The truck. It's Chuck Connors' truck. And this is House of a Thousand Corpses when Otis comes out of the back seat when she's in Captain Spaulding's car. They're in the, they're in the truck. And, uh... What's his face? Chuck Connors does the same Captain Spaulding like, Sweet baby Jesus, girl, what in the hell happened to you? Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I escaped, which is exactly what Denise says in House of Thousand Goes, I got out, I escaped. And she's like, I need a doctor or something, because she's been out in the cold. Was she barefoot? Molly, no. Becky was the barefoot one. Yeah. That was so fucking gross. She was in that barefoot. Oh, you don't go into people's stores barefoot, Becky. I think she lost her shoes. Oh. But, oh, probably when the mannequins happened. Anyway. She, Molly's like, blah, 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 you know. Don't leave me, I'm scared. Don't leave me, because they make it back to the store, and, you know, Chuck Connors is doing exposition city. Well, that's my brother, Davey, and that's why I said don't go out there, and he's never heard anyone before. Or, and I'll give you a gun. I, I won't. You can't stay out here with me, but I'll give you a gun. And then. Which is dumb, because once you shoot that rifle, it doesn't fire again. Oh, really? It's not a. No, rifle rifle men, nope. It's not one of those? No. It's not a Winchester act, uh, lever action? No. You had me fooled, but. She's standing outside the store, and then, oh, God, this scene was just disturbing. This scene was so disturbing. Because out pops the killer, and he's like, boo, and he's a Scooby-Doo, doing the, ah, 
and she shoots him, and he falls, and he's like, oh, little girl, you shot me. And then he gets up, and she shoots him again. And then he falls down, and then he sits up, like Michael Myers straight sits up, and he goes, you shot me with blanks. And he, she jumps up, but she does what everyone wants the final girl to do in a horror movie. She's like, swift. Like, that barrel would probably still be hot yeah. if she touched it. But she grabs it like a baseball bat and bashes him on the side of the head. All this was so creepy, because it's like half plaster mask, half Chuck Connors face. face. Everyone knew it. Everyone knew it. And he's like, I'm gonna get you, little girl. And they're chasing, uh, once again, another chasing through the woods. And then she gets in the water, because I thought he was good, drowned her. He, he, yeah, he was gonna drown her, and I thought he was gonna um, force oral sex from her because he put her head down like that. Well, you got to put it down to go underwater. Oh my god! To go underwater. I know, but <laughs> he's tall, so he's like his dick would be out of the water. That's how tall he is because it's shallow too. And he's—I thought it was gonna go in a different direction, but he just incapacitates her, and I think that's why she's sick. Maybe. Maybe. Drinking Texas swamp water will probably give you something. And she wakes up tied up in bed, and there's full of mannequins. It's so creepy. And then in the basement, um, somehow... Becky. Becky has... Becky and Jeff. She flings them off. Like a saw or whatever. From a Scooby-Doo movie, like saw on a cake. Yeah. And he gets out there... Oh, this was so creepy. I'm sorry. Just I thought I thought this whole movie was creepy. They're sneaking because Molly's tied up in bed, and Chuck Connors is like in that room <clears throat> doing stuff, right? And he has this plaster mask <clears throat> on with like a blonde lady's wig hair on. Playing with dolls. Playing with dolls. Oh, it was just so. And mom and dad are sitting in the. The mom and dad are dead too, and he's hears them talking, and that was that's kind of like psycho-ish because it is like um, how we see the. And mom they're first. trying to sneak. By him, and then he turns around like he's. That sees. was creepy too, because it's a whole full <coughs> hallway of mannequins, and Chuck Connors is like walking through his arm. And the mannequin, my mannequin, don't you, you just too flighty stuff. We're fritting about. Because when we first see the mom, it's like framed like how Psycho shows the mom, just right. from the back with the bun and the rocking chair. So this whole movie is just full of homages, I think. But And then Chuck Connors doesn't see him, but then he does. Because he went down the stairs and he heard him trying to open the door or whatever. And then, uh, Jerry Texas Chainsaw massacres his way through the window. He busts through. That's just the one thing I. Okay, the whole Texas Chainsaw franchise isn't very believable. Oh, yeah, because when I but, seen her in bed, I said, Molly, not dead, too bad. <laughs> but the, the whole franchise is not believable. But the most unbelievable thing is that you, you can jump through a window without getting one cut. Because he's running through the woods, and then we don't see him again for a while. And uh, Becky sneaks out and goes the other way. And then and like every other dumbass girl, she falls. She falls. She runs into the Slauson's Oddities store. And then this was a good scene. This was good. This was inventive. What? what when he picks her up. Because Slauson f- finds her, and he's like, oh, God, are you okay? And there's a big notice, a big difference between when Slauson walks and the killer walks. I think he has, like, alter ego, so is the alter ego Davy. Yes. We'll call him Davey then. When Davey walks, he walks like Michael Myers-ish. Like, right. But when he, mission, but when he's the other person. guy, he walks with a limp. A limp, because he's old. Chuck Connors he was, was not 50, that... 55. 58. 58. He looked 70. 
He, he did, looked yeah. good. He did not look good, but he was not that old. But but he picks her up and puts her in bed, and she hears something. She hears Woody's voice. She's like, Woody? And she walks into the room, and all the all the animatronic West what? figures turn on. Their lights turn up. Their overheads. They all raise their guns, and they're shooting. Shooting, shoot, real bullets now. shooting at her. And she doesn't get out. She gets out uh, with, uh, without a bullet wound, and she sees uh, Slauzen in the chair, and she's like, oh, no, it was you all along. And she turns around. She turns around. This was good. The Native American one. Takes that uh, hatchet. It's a knife. Tomahawk. I think I read it was a knife in the. Oh, but it, it was a bladed weapon. It was looked like a tomahawk. Indians would throw a tomahawk, not a knife. But he throws a tomahawk through her neck. In the she, back of her neck. She grabs her neck. She turns around. She's she dead. She dead. She gone. And yep. she she's dead. Slauzen makes his way back to the house of wax. What, whatever to see Molly. The big house. To, and he's playing with dolls again. And how, what happens? What and then Molly, he goes in to check on Molly because he, yeah. he said she's special. And that's when I went, ew. Chuck getting it down with Molly. Ooh. Oh, he takes her up to the dinner part. He says he was, like, she was in bed because she was sick. And he was like. He, then he kisses on her and then he takes her up to the attic for the final scene. And the attic scene, it was also rem- reminiscent of, it was like, did you see Maniac in the, it was the, he scalps people and like puts them on mannequins. And he has like meetings with the mannequins ish. And then it's like that in Texas Chainsaw. They're having the big dinner scene in Texas Chainsaw with everyone posed at the table. And she's in there with the one mannequin whose eyes moved and the grandma and grandpa. Right. And she. And then he brings his wife in. He brings his wife. Oh, this was sad. This was almost like. It was sad and disturbing and also bad because he's talking to her. And he's dancing with her. He's talking. No, he's talking to Molly. He's going, Tell me you love me. Like that that oh yeah that's before the she's crying right that's when he says that about his wife. then he had like snaps back to reality but, and says you know hold on because he's because yes 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 but he's talking to Molly and she's crying and at this point I said Molly looks like a poor man's Linda Day because she has the same bigger head and the blonde hair and. Linda Day should have been cast in this. If Linda Day was in this, this would be my favorite movie. But she's not. So Molly's like crying and she looks like she's actually crying. She's drenched in sweat and he's like, tell me you love me. And they're doing the John and Yoko his head's right up against her face and she's like, I love you. And then he's like talking to her about his life and he like... Like he just snapped like... snaps. And I don't think... this is a blasphemy. Chuck Connors is not the best actor in certain roles. He's very good in a Western. I wouldn't say he's the best in certain things, but I think he was pretty good in this role. Because you can see right in his eyes. Because I'm in acting class in my school. We were talking about you have to use your face. We did a section on mime, so we couldn't talk. So you have to use your face muscles, your eyes, your just expressions, your gestures i think he does that perfectly because his you could just see in his eyes he opens his eyes super wide like how we see it when he's behind the mask mm-hmm. and he's my i killed them i killed them both because he said earlier his wife died of cancer his brother's in the big city 
I killed a bolt. And Molly's like just unfazed. She's like crying, you know, sobbing, sweating. And he's like, I killed a bolt. They were. And then he says, My favorite line. Oh, they were horn around behind my back. I got a right. They were horn in my house. In my house. Horn. So he, so he says they're horn around. She's crying. And he brings in his wife mannequin from the display. Oh, this was just, this is, you saw whatever happened to baby Jamie. Yeah. Singing and dancing on the beach. Mm -hmm. That was like, to me, the equivalent. He's like ballroom dancing mm -hmm. with his mannequin wife and singing. And she's like, sometimes she looks like she's real. And then, yeah. Because now we see this was actually like peak part of the movie. J uh, Jerry comes in with a shotgun. Or right. And he's then, going, Molly, Molly, Molly. And she's like, Jerry, Jerry, help me, Jerry. And then Slauson walks up to him and pops off his arm. Well, he's already dead. He's been a figment of her imagination. He's a mannequin. He's a mannequin. She freaks out. Oh, my God, no! And then she looks at, because he had an axe. He had an yeah. axe. And there was an axe in the mannequin Jerry's arms. She pops off his, pop, oh, it was so, it looked so good. Yeah, he popped off his head and threw it on the floor. It was so good for 1979. So good. He pops his arm right off, and then he's laughing and ballroom dancing, Slauson is, with his wife. Right. And then she grabs the axe and she slams it into his neck, neck. side of his neck. And that's when I thought, oh, this is going to be, did you see that movie Censor? It came out a few no. years ago. But the I just said Molly's fucked up for life. Oh, yeah. But in that movie, I heard it was the, one of the goriest movies of the year. So I was like, oh, shit, this is going to be so good. There's only gore you see, because it's about in, when England banned all these horror movies because they were too gory. And all the gore you see is just from those movies. And then the end, it goes balls to the wall crazy gory. And I was like, oh shit, is this why it's uncut? Is she going to like cut his head off? It's going to be spraying blood. Nope, no nope. blood. He just grabs his neck and dies. And, and then, then, there you see Molly in that fucked up car driving with all her friends. All her mannequin friends, friends she has. And it's so, it's disturbing. Yes. The end. The end. The end. So how did you feel about this movie? I didn't like it. I what just thought it was minus a bajillion. What? I gave it a 10. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it, it just got... I thought this movie was really slow. I thought it was, it was like slow. a slow-paced movie. Yes. But I would watch this again. I was actually scared. Like... Not scared like when I watch, when we're having scary movie night, like how I'm going to be scared when we watch, what are we, what, Exorcist 3, which is supposed to be scary. This movie, I think it was supposed to be schlocky, dumb, but it was just deep-seated in me, just made me not feel right watching it. I just thought it was weird. I felt gross watching it. I was like, this... Some of the stuff was uncomfortable, and I just thought it was just weird. I just felt bad. For everyone in this movie, except Molly, because Molly was a bitch. But I think that what Molly went through was horrible. Like, just the entire... It, I Okay. We'll probably... For a bonus episode, after we're done with all of this, we're going to do something like making remakes or sequels for... This could have a sequel, like how... Where Molly turns into him? <laughs> no, where we see why he does this. Oh. I think that'd be very interesting. I wrote multiple times that this movie's interesting. I wouldn't call it a good movie. Or a bad movie. It's an interesting movie. In my opinion. Okay. Uh, re please remember to rate review on the Apple Podcasts, on the Spotify. 
Podcast box. <laughs> yeah, I think you can still rate and review on Google Podcast, even though everything was fucked up there. But still do that. Still uh, do that. You can listen to our other 71 episodes. Personally, I think Myra Breckenridge last week was one of our best. I mean, we did a deep dive into that one. Uh, thank God that, thank God, Chuck Connors didn't give Molly the old buckle on her special. Oh, my I shit. would have to turn this off. Me too. That's one of my childhood. Because if you know some rifleman, he never had a f- sex with anybody. He did. He, he's like Clint Eastwood and Unforgiven. He's like, once you've had the best, why go for the rest, you know? Because um, I'm, I'm going to have to look up how his wife died. But we were talking about the say, we were they might not. Say, they might not say. I mean, it was 1958 when it came out, so they probably didn't say. But I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Sorry for the... The movie was short, but it felt long. So we kind of didn't... We didn't have our one of our longest... Like, last week was an hour and ten minutes. And then this week, it's probably going to be... Only about 40 minutes. And then we're having our, in October, our spooktacular. Uh, and you can listen to another 45 minutes of us rambling about Anaconda. Which is the, it's not good. It's not good. And we need to watch after this, after Anaconda. Not after Anaconda, because we already watched that. But uh, in a few weeks, we have to watch Deep Blue Sea. Because it's very, very similar, in my opinion. And Deep Blue Sea is funnier grosser it's just it's better okay in every way so we'll have to view that we'll, we'll might tell you how we feel about that next week we're watching the one the only grizzly 2 revenge starring our dearly departed louise fletcher and and um bouchard mm. my god we watched some of these in we only watched grizzly 2 in advance so we know everything about that movie from a to z uh, so we're gonna bring you the, bring you that next week. We're gonna bring you for our normal episode. We'll bring you the town of that dreaded sundown, based on true story. Which I'll I'll have to research. That yeah, week. you will because I think I'm gonna dread this movie. I will. Yeah, it's it's a Charles B. Pierce production, which means it's gonna be a flaming bag of dark shit. So, well, we'll, it's like Boggy Creek, true story. No, this is actually based on a true story. Like I, it has a Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'll have to research that. It'll be fun. It's a little true crime for us. We'll do that. Uh, and then in the next two weeks, you're going to have four episodes, uh, two episodes a week. So it's going to be uh, an asshole of us. Yeah, this asshole of spookiness. Asshole of spookiness this Halloween season. So thank you for returning to listen to us ramble for another 40 minutes this week. <laughs> My name is Lucas Stockard. I'm Kathy Wright. And we will see you next week. See you next week. No, we'll actually